Sloan Selection Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sloan Selection Podcast. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you. Uh, Jamie is still away, but we have a, a very special guest with us today. Uh, he is a hip-hop artist, much like Sloan, originally from Halifax, now lives in Toronto. His latest album is called Spaceverse. You can find it where you purchase music, stream music. You can get it on Bandcamp. Uh, he is Sean Jordan, but he's also known as the Word Burglar. Hello, Sean Word Burglar Jordan. Jeremy, what is up? Thank you, and hello, hello, listeners. This is exciting to select some Sloan. Ah, yeah, the purpose and the it's going to be an action-packed episode, I think. Right? I hope so. We like yeah, to uh, we like to mix things up a bit. Are we going to listen <laughs> on parallel play, perhaps? Yeah. No, I'm wearing my best what? navy blues. Oh, yeah, geez, you're doing the thing. Yeah. Oh no, I well, I just I I just stopped. I uh, pulled over between the bridges and uh, just want to get down uh, one chord to another, right? Uh, or twice removed, however that works. We could double cross it if you like. Uh, oh my god! I mean everybody, but I want to shout out everyone listening. Uh, whether you know you're in America or the Commonwealth, right? Um, I've been listening to Sloan since I was at least twelve, I think. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, did I? Did, did was that smeared? Did I just mess that up? Oh my goodness! Let me have some coffee and some peppermint here. I'm, cr- I'm counting. On, I'm counting on my fingers. It's like, did you miss any? Did you miss any? <laughs> it, it's a pleasure to be here. So, well, what's thank, up? Thanks for coming. It's uh, uh, we haven't had any. Well, we we don't usually have guests on. But we mm-hmm. definitely haven't had anyone from Halifax, so it's, okay. it's kind of like the double whammy here. Now, were you born between the bridges? Were you? Is that where you resided? <laughs> yeah, under actually under one of the oh. bridges. Yeah, I was born in the Grace. I'm a Grace baby, which oh. uh, there was actually a Halifax rock band called the Grace Babies oh, as well that some of your listeners may know. And yeah, I've born in Halifax, grew up, uh, basically came into. You know, the '90s. I was a, I was becoming a teenager in the mm-hmm. Halif- in Halifax in the '90s. So Sloan it really is synonymous with '90s Halifax and 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 my memories. You know, it's like like coffee and mornings or uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, Rob Ford and crack. I can't think about <laughs> one without the other. Right, Sloan and Halifax in the '90s. It's uh, <laughs> amazing. Would you have an appreciation for other bands in the Halifax area around that time? Like the, oh, for the sure. scene was probably so. You would have been what, like uh, uh, early high school years when they were, when they were uh, big? junior high, junior high, and high school. And I've wow. got to preface. Yeah, I want to preface preface this with you know, rap has always been my first love. I discovered rap, you know, in the late eighties on mixtapes at older kids and my cousins would give to me and I loved rap and rock was obviously always around. I, you know, I I love rock as well, but definitely like I was a huge, huge hip hop head. I am now. And I was in the nineties, but you could not escape Sloan in Halifax. And I mean, Sloan is amazing. Spoiler alert for (laughs) anyone listening. Uh, Great, (laughs) great band. And uh, so I always obviously loved Sloan. You couldn't escape them. Posters, I grew up right downtown Halifax, so I was like a five-minute walk from Barrington Street, Spring Garden oh, Road. Wow. This was like I would see posters for Sloan and Thrush Hermit, Plum Tree, Super Friends. Like all these bands' oh, names were just ingrained into my mind, and I can remember walking into Sam the Record Man, and you know Sloan is doing like all ages free shows in store oh, and uh, and all this stuff. Um, I mean, I could. I don't know if you want to dive into all these memories now. Or, yeah, I want to uh, yeah. hit a few. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, so Sloan, obviously, Sam the Record Man, any record store, everybody knew Sloan, and they were on the radio. I listened wow. to CKDU, shout out 
college radio big time. CKDU is where I got my musical education, especially for local stuff. And I listened to The Basement Show, which was hosted by DJ Critical, a.k.a. Stinkin' Rich, a.k.a. Ah, Buck 65. And I was listening to that from probably about grade six onward into, you know, adulthood. And CKDU, I would tune in because it was the only place you could hear great underground hip-hop and local hip-hop but also in between the rap shows Mm -hmm. of course the majority was a lot of rock and local stuff so yeah i got educated and got to hear the local rabbits and uh yeah obviously um like eric's trip from new brunswick i'm just Uh thinking of all the big bands from that era al tuck Hardship Ooh. Post, Al Jail, Jail spelt J-A-L-E. Right, right. Um, Plum Tree, I already mentioned. There was a group called the Peter Parkers. Which oh, wow. Being a com- yeah, being a comic book fan, I remember I that totally name. I totally forgot about them um, until just now. But yeah, yeah, I remember them. <laughs> yeah, there were so many, and they were all kind of this thing. And Hallie in the 90s, like – Halifax is beautiful. I love it. It's the greatest city, but definitely the nineties, there was, it was gritty. I, I like, I remember it, it like the grunginess, you know, you'd see Sloan on much music and they just looked like everybody in Halifax at the time. And the cool thing about Sloan was they were huge, obviously well-known outside of Halifax and right. around the world, but you would see them around Halifax and being a kid growing up downtown, I'd be walking to the store and I would see them at like the local magazine store. I would, you know, they'd be just always around and just like cool people. Like I'd see Jay and Chris, like I'm, uh, I don't know if they lived in one of the apartment buildings close to me. And I, I was a paper boy. Right. And I, I delivered all these apartment buildings in my neighborhood and I used to see them always hanging out at this one apartment building at Barrington and South street, right at the corner. Uh, and I don't know if it was their friend's place or, or one of their girlfriends, or maybe they lived there, but they were always hanging around and I'd be delivering the paper and I'd see them coming in and going and I'd have to, you know, knock on the door every now and then and collect money. And, and they're, Oh wow. There's Sloan's here hanging out. <laughs> um, so I, I actually, you know, I, one day I'll have to ask them and be like, Hey, did one of you guys live at this place or were you just, uh, you know, crashing it was just a cool thing and it was a very artsy i think somebody went to nascat at some point it very much felt like Mm -hmm. what i would go on to understand as a nascad uh esque apartment (laughs) (laughs) i had many friends who went to nascat and there's definitely a vibe there Um, interesting yeah i'm i feel like i'm just sort of you know sputtering all these these touch points of, of halifax you're definitely I know, I know our fan base and I know that they are super jealous right now. Oh man. Well, yeah, and I mean again, being a, a hip hop fan and listening mm-hmm. to Buck 65's radio show, of course, when he went as Stinkin' Rich, he was signed to Murder Records. That's right. So, being this is where the big bridge came for me going from a huge hip hop head and just taking in any rap I could find, especially local. Shout out Halifax like Joe Rum Bombay and he was part of Universal Soul, Modern World Thang. The Hip Club Groove is was mm-hmm. definitely they had like a national hit album and uh yeah. and Murder Records signed Stinkin' Rich. So they released a seven inch for Rich uh called uh was it Stolen Bass, a Stolen Bass Stolen seven inch. Bit. Yeah. Yeah, and then his full length album, which uh came out on cassette. I don't know that it ever came out on CD. Maybe it did, but uh it was called Game Tight. And then there's I think there's like somebody pointed me in the direction of a, a seven inch that came out that had like I think it was maybe the Super Friends and Yeah. Uh, there was it was like a, a Al Tuck yeah. yeah. It was um and Buck sixty jail, yeah. jail uh jail um Thrush Hermit and uh, I think you're right. Super Friends and uh, and Stinkin' Rich and and they. Are, I mean, they all work together. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but it, I think I'm it lucky. was a concert seven inch where you could only get it at like one of the concerts or something like that. Yeah, I I've never it. seen it. I have it. Oh. I will, oh wow. Yeah. In fact, wow. If you want to get a copy of the um, Murder Records, actually put out a um, I think a retrospective of their seven inches. And if you go 
Uh, I think it's it's on. Uh, if you go to SloanMusic.com, you can you can get a digital copy of the uh, of the album. Oh man, yeah, that's it, it's yeah. I'll cool. have to look that up. Okay, cool, cool. But yeah, you could not you could not escape Sloan and being definitely <laughs> them putting on Buck sixty five. And the cool thing is, it seemed to me. I mean, I I would learn this later because I was just a kid, sort of absorbing all this stuff happening. Like my coming into sort of my own and becoming a teenager, you know, into like the late nineties and like, just sort of like being around all this music, you know, I only learned later when I'd see, Oh yeah. Like I just always remember Sloan being around, but looking back now and you see what they did for the scene at the time Mm -hmm. and how everyone was kind of putting each other on, like, it's just such a, it's a, you know, it's a Halifax thing. Like, you know, to this day. And when I was coming up in the music scene and getting my feet wet, everyone was always helping each other out. And I I don't know if this was uh, a conscious decision on their, on their end, but they seemed to really like bring up all the people around them and, Mm -hmm. and definitely like all the attention they got. I think it was, I'm sure you've talked about it, but like there was like a big rolling, I think it was Rolling Stone did an article and, you know, they were calling Halifax, like the next Seattle or something. And there was like this, there's all this buzz around the Halifax music scene, uh-huh. but all the music was great. And yes. the hip hop definitely came up as well. And, 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 you know, stinking rich obviously proved himself as this amazing artist and went on to do so amazing things. And, you know, he's a friend and, and mentor to me and, and, uh, I, he's got great Sloan stories. I won't tell oh, really? any of his stories here. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard some great some great yarns from Buck sixty five uh, about those murder records days. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, maybe you know what I will uh, I'll shoot him a message and because he would be a great a great guy to to chat to on your podcast. Yeah, but, uh, I haven't seen. I you know what the last time I saw uh, Buck sixty five was at uh, it was a Canada Day show with the Tragically Hip and Downs You. It was him and Weezer and like and the Hip. It was a great show. Sorry, I haven't heard of those other two bands they... you mentioned. But... <laughs> well, one broke up. Uh... I only like rap, except for Halifax rock bands. Okay, other than that, I, who Wheezy? Who is what? Yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy to have you on the show to uh, to uh, to take I'm, us down I'm legally line. obligated as a maritimer to say that Sloan <laughs> is the greatest Canadian rock band ever, but it's kind of hard. That's to still argue. in effect, huh? Yeah, I, I, I thought mean, they repealed that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of Joel Plaskett as well, and Thrush Hermit and everything. And uh, yeah, you know, I think Joel has just been doing amazing, amazing stuff. Now, if your listeners aren't up on Joel Plaskett stuff, his I latest think. album is dynamite. Yeah, and I, I yeah. don't know, like, is is his next album going to be four or five days long? Like, they just seem to be getting <laughs> exponentially longer. I don't know. I don't know. He's the, again, he's the nicest guy and he does so much for the local scene uh, to this day. I mean, I did a show and and he was like there in the crowd recently. Well, I guess it was like a year ago I saw him and it was like, wow, Joel Plaskett came out to this hip hop night. Wow. uh, It was great. Yeah. He's a big shout outs. And I'm, I'm just a huge fan of his, like I sing a whole bunch of his songs, but again, we're talking about Sloan. So, (laughs) The nice thing Sorry, about the, the nice thing about Joel Plaskett in your crowd, you're always going to see him. <laughs> yeah. He's seven and a half yeah. feet tall. Yeah, he's a he's a solid guy. He's doing a lot of great stuff uh, for Dartmouth and downtown Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Yeah, and he has a book. Everyone out. should go visit when when they can. Yeah, when yeah, all this is the over. book is great. The book it wasn't written by like um, Nowhere with You, I believe yeah. is the title. Yeah. Uh, and a great book. I have read it. And there's there's some good Sloan stories in there, if I recall correctly. I believe you're right. I You know mm-hmm. what? I had it on loan at the library. Uh, and I was supposed to pick it up on March 22nd. So I have not been able to do so. Mm. <laughs> but it is waiting for me. Well, we should get into um uh let's get into some of the the, the songs that we're talking about today. We we got we we call them pairings. We have a a, a pretty solid pairing of uh one of the most popular Sloan songs uh in in their whole discography and uh a lesser known a still like one of the most beautiful Sloan songs in the discography. Great on their own, great on their own merits, and it's really going to be interesting to kind of play them together and juxtapose them. Why don't we start off by listening to the first one, which is The Other Man off of 
Pretty Together from 2001. I love the opening to this song. to unpack in this song isn't there one situation or another so let's talk about it <laughs> <laughs> let's start let's start off easy uh i'm gonna ask you as uh because uh, you're talking to a fanatic a sloan fanatic uh where does this song register with you in your experience with the band okay so this came out i remember where i was I was working at Strange Adventures comic shop in downtown Halifax, which mm. Haligonians uh, will know well, the greatest comic shop in the world, if I may uh, just put that out there. I'll second that. And I worked there. Yeah, I worked there for a long time. I got hired uh, in high school, and then I pretty much worked there on and off for like six or seven years. And to this day, I'm still like in and out of there. But I remember, so this is like 2000, what is this? 2002, 2001. 2001. The single probably yeah. was, uh, I, I believe it was fall. It was October of 2001 where, where, when it came out, it was right after nine 11. That's when the album yes. came out. And then this yeah. single probably came out in uh, early 2002. 
Yeah, and I bought this CD. Uh-huh. I have the CD. I remember the cover, and it's funny because I didn't own every Sloan album. You know, your group of friends, everyone would have one or two albums, and then you'd like dub a copy off yeah. of somebody, or you'd always be hanging it. You know, my buddy Peter Whitby, shout out Peter, always had you know a Sloan album, and you know there was always around. You you right. would not go to somebody's house in the '90s and there was not a Sloan record. <laughs> At least, like it was just like you kind of just they were always around and like ubiquitous. You know, don't take this the wrong way, but it was almost at a point I feel when this album dropped that it was kind of like maybe it wasn't the coolest to still like Sloan. I don't oh. know. Like it was just like, it was almost like Sloan. I didn't care. Cause I, again, I was a hip hop guy and I was like, Sloan was like one of the only rock bands I listened to, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, just I loved Radiohead. I loved smashing pumpkins. Uh, and yeah, I had a Weezer record or, you know, a couple things, you know, <laughs> we were joking about Weezer earlier, but I, I definitely had, had one, the blue one. And oh, yeah. When you entered university, they basically just gave you a copy of Weezer's Blue Album. <laughs> like that, when you checked in the dorm, they're like, oh, "Okay, here's your room, here's your Weezer bathroom yeah, down the hall." I, I feel like I got mine from Columbia House, and I still had <laughs> their BMG. You know, I still had like three more stamps to add. I'm like, I guess I'll try this Weezer song I keep seeing on Much Music all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so uh, Pretty Together came out. And I bought the CD, and I love this song. I, the, the other man, this was like this was the first single. I'm th- second, right? correct? Second, second single. yeah. Okay. Um, this uh, it's an amazing song. It's so catchy. I mean, when you told me we were going to be talking about this song, you know, I obviously brought up the album, and it was like this song's been running through my head all week. It's like it's nice. so catchy. Yeah. I will say this isn't my favorite song on Pretty Together. No. Uh, I love it's a bit more down tempo, but uh, uh, Life of a Working Girl, I believe oh. that's the correct title. That yeah. song, like, it's just a beautiful portrait of this waitress. And I just love the way it's told. I love the the accompaniment like the uh-huh, the uh-huh. riff on the like everything the I, that's my favorite song on this album the other man would be a close second and obviously this is the more mainstream catchier this is a radio single uh, yeah. but i remember when i got the album and i listened all the way through it was like life of a working girl was one where i was like oh you know i used to see her all the time i can't interesting thing. you know that was and to this day like i was like that was yeah it's a bit of a kind of a downer but um, the other man, great oh. song. Love, love the idea. Love it. You instantly get it. It's, it's very much, uh, you know, a relatable topic. Mm-hmm. I think to a lot to a lot of people, and uh, just incredibly well written. That opening riff, like the way the song starts, it's just like draws you right in. and it's just so catchy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but yeah, great, great song. Love the other man. Uh, there should be a comic book, you know, other man. <laughs> he, he's well, not the guy you wanted. He's the other man, <laughs> but he'll uh, he'll help you anyway. You know, he's he's good. He's uh, <laughs> you know, no one's rooting for him, but uh, you know, nature abhors him. But he's he's isn't here to just, help. Isn't that just Spider Man? <laughs> the spider-man no one's rooting for him he's a spider-man oh no what have we done will abhor him sorry sorry i apologize <laughs> listeners i could you know i should be rapping it you know well now it's interesting but, to get your perspective on this because I, th- well, this is the only sloan track you're ever going to hear while shopping this is the only thing huh. this is the only sloan track you're ever going to hear at a grocery store not I, like Money City Maniacs. That would be the you're one. Not, you're I not going to hear that at Sobeys. Yeah, you know, I was at Foodland and heard Wu Tang Clan one day. Oh, really? And, uh, well, I congratulations didn't mean to rhyme about that. But uh... it actually, it actually rhymed. <laughs> but I think maybe whoever it was Foodland on Pape. Uh, wow, this is the coolest Foodland. Really? Yeah, that one? I don't know what they were listening to that day, but Wu Tang was on, and I was like, "That's this is strange." It's the, great because I love Wu Tang Clan, but that would be one of those things. The Foodland at, at, at Danforth and Pape. Yes, you know it well. I know Back it well. In the day when we used to uh, grab pints over at the Court Jester. Yeah. No longer there either, unfortunately. <laughs> so this song comes out. Um, it's the second. It's the second single off of this album, which um, 
So between the bridges, as much as I don't know if you know it as much as uh, 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 maybe all of our other listeners do, uh, but apparently it did not do very well commercially. So they had kind of like three in a row. They did uh, Navy Blues, then they had their Palais Royale double mm-hmm. double live album, great album, and then along comes Between the Bridges, which which I love. I think is one of my favorite. Sloan albums, but Do you know the bridges. Oh, McDonald. Yeah, it's it's really easy to remember. New McKay, old McDonald. Oh, yeah, that's uh, shout out to myself. I have that lyric in the <laughs> <laughs> in a song uh, called Channel Halifax. That's uh, you know, shameless plug unintentionally, <laughs> but yeah, the two bridges are uh, the McKay Bridge and the McDonald Bridge, and that's how you remember the new McKay, new McKay. old McDonald. Interesting. Well, McDonald was the first one, yeah, and New McKay, and they they take you from Halifax to Dartmouth, and when oh, cool. one of them gets shut down, the traffic on the other one sucks. <laughs> uh, or you could just take the ferry, which is my preferred way to get to Dartmouth for a Dartmouth vacation. Nice. Uh, yeah, but I digress. Yes, I know. <laughs> I live between the two bridges. Under many, under all all around them. Walked across them. Drove across them. Yeah, those are some long ass bridges. They're beautiful. It's beautiful at sunset. Oh man, what a go to Halifax, everybody! By yeah, the way. <laughs> beautiful city. Got the fort. Oh, it's great. Uh, so, anyways, uh, the <laughs> between the bridges was not a commercial success. So they took two years to come out with Pretty Together, uh, and uh, their first single was "If It If It Feels Good Do It," which is a rocker. Like it is a. There's no way around it. Like it is just a. Mm-hmm. Balls yeah, to the wall rock song. Then their second one is the other man, which is much different in feel. It, it's it, like I feel like this is like there's so much guilt. Like it's so heavy with guilt. <laughs> this song, like it's I don't. It's such an earworm. It's so catchy though. Yeah. Right. You oh. mean guilt in like the vibe and the lyrics and the, yeah. the concept and the true yeah. story behind it. So it is a true story. So this is where you and I are going to, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't know the the backstory to a lot of this stuff, right? So this, right. Is, this is educational for me as well, just as a fan well, and just like. Yeah, I'm going to put it out there in the spirit for which I have heard it and read it in other places, and that is none of this has ever been confirmed, but uh, it was uh uh, yeah, you you know Leslie Feist, I assume. Yeah, I know her when she's just as Feist. Just That's as Feist, how yeah. she likes. Yeah, I mean we we're we're close. You're tight. She just prefers Feist. <laughs> <laughs> so her and Chris Murphy were in a relationship, uh, but also uh, she was in a bit of a relationship with uh, somebody else. It was a bit of a love triangle. Somebody from broken social scene uh, whose name escapes me. Uh, Aren't there like 1,900 people in broken social scene? I can't keep them all straight. But yeah. I have a feeling that if you wandered onto any stage while they're performing, they would not be able to differentiate. Like they would just be like, "Oh yeah, that's that. Yeah, I remember seeing him around." They're just taking all yeah. all comers right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he so was a little Ontario, Nova Scotia love triangle. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he was. He was uh, one of the guys in Bourbon Tabernacle Choir. But it, I mean, it's based on that sort of love triangle. Chris Murphy was the other man, and he wrote this well, song about it. Yeah, I mean, the lyrics speak. It sounds real, right? Like that's right. another great thing about Sloan, right? Their lyrics, they're quirky sometimes. They're fun. They're always real, and yeah. uh, and that's it's coming from a coming from a place. And again, like the stuff about I think I was saying earlier, just about this Halifax vibe, like. Maybe it's a Canadian thing, but maybe like when you hear the Halifax, like I can hear the Halifax dripping off their songs, like just oh in yeah, like, you know, just sort of the weird little catchphrases or turn like turns of phrase and, mm-hmm. and sentences and expressions and stuff. And uh, again, probably why I like Joel Plaskett as much as well because I, I hear that in the writing and it and it it stands out to me um, as as a Nova Scotian. Uh, Cool. But I did not know this was a real story. It so is. That, yeah. Well, know, I mean, makes it hit a little more. Yeah, and so I I do minimal research for this show, but uh, <laughs> but one Obviously. of one of one of the things I'd always said because I like this song, but it doesn't sound like anything else in their discography up to this point. Or I mean, the beginning is a, it's like coax me with a real with a downer. 
on it like because mm, that, yeah, that melodic yeah. and it it sounds different it, it's a, a different kind of production i feel like it, it's not it's not uh you're right a lot of them are like these these heavy wordplay kind of jokey but really rocking songs and then this one comes along it's like oh man i'm bummed but i was listening to chris murphy talk about this with alan cross who uh he, uh, he does the ongoing history of new music on the cfny i've heard of that guy yeah heard weird him? alan cross is what i call him now. <laughs> i don't call him <laughs> yeah and uh so it was weird because i'd always said like oh the the other man that's uh you know that's for uh that's for housewives and little girls that that phrase that bruce mccullough used for uh you know in the kids in the hall sketch about the the doors uh, Dora's greatest hits. Dora's greatest hits. That's for housewives and little girls. You wanna, you wanna, do you wanna hit into this other album? So I was, I was kind of joked like, oh yeah, the other man's for housewives and little girls. And then I, lo and behold, Chris Murphy in this interview jokes about how the other man it made he made the other man their their housewives and little girls song because it's like nothing else they've done and it gets huge radio play. It this is like this is a song that you're gonna hear on like like you're gonna hear on rock stations you're gonna hear it on adult contemporary stations you're gonna hear it on indie rock stations like you're gonna hear it all over the place and it i i have a feeling and i don't know but i think this song when people mention the the band sloan this song is probably the one they are exposed to the most interesting yeah i I guess looking back at their discography, this would be if I had to name like three Sloan songs that for anyone, I'm like, oh, you know Sloan, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah. yeah, probably Money City Maniacs and yeah. uh, and the other man for sure, yeah, and then yeah, mm-hmm. it, and and you're not wrong because if you go into like Spotify has a a thing where it lists like the most popular song by plays, and I don't, I'm not sure if that's because people have sought them out or if they've included them in playlists or whatever, but. uh yeah, it's literally Money City Maniacs, The Other Man, in that order. Well, it's sort of tied. There's another There's another song in there that's... Uh, uh, is it Good in Everyone? I mean, I always like that one. I that think is, that that's may in be the top my five. favorite. Like, you see the good in every... Like, that That song's just a... It's just a feel-good, you know. That song is you know? right up your it's alley. Stomper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great jam. Yeah. So, and I mean, not not to diminish the song, because Chris in this interview actually goes on to say, like, I have a feeling a lot of Sloan fans don't like this song. But that obviously isn't true, because it's on our top list, and it's pretty close to the top. So It's a great song. It is and a really you, good song. You were. You, I just want to go back for a sec, because you mentioned it was like a bit of a downer or something. I actually find it weirdly comforting. Oh, do you? And I just, I, there's there's like that warmth about it. Maybe that's why I like kind of the downers, like Life of a Working Girl, which I, I never hear people talking about in general, which I always yeah. like, yeah, you know, it is a bit sadder, but it's it's like a real thing. Like I can imagine, I don't know what restaurant they were referring to, and I'd actually like to know the story behind that. But it, it I just, wonder describes like a diner and just sitting in a diner waiting for your food or eating alone having a hangover breakfast (laughs) after a late night at the marquee and uh and you're just and you see or or going into the ardmore tea room which was this place they had they would open at six in the morning and what we used to do in halifax you'd be able to party all night and then you if you were out partying and you know you'd be at the marquee and you know, people, someone would have a house party after and you'd be going till like four and you'd hit like, be like 4.30 in the morning. You're like, all right, are we going to stay up? Are we going to make the yard more? Oh, wow. And we would stay up and go get breakfast and everyone would just walk off their uh, their drunkenness to the Ardmore Tea Room and be there just as they open and get a huge breakfast for like $6. Oh my God. <laughs> and then uh, you'd probably just go home and you'd walk home in the, in the sun or rain and uh, sleep off the day. Uh, but it was, uh, that was a regular, I did that many, many, many times. And I can see that, uh, the Ardmore tea room possibly being, uh, an influence to Sloan at some point, but right. Right. Again, that was very much of, of the era and they're obviously older than me. And I was just, you know, a punk kid looking up at these guys, but they were, they were always around. It's interesting. See, I'm, we I'm get off sure. topic, or you know, easily. You, you mentioned I start going on these Halifax. It's just uh, like real life tangent. Yeah, man. It's just it's literally <laughs> my life. 
So that's interesting. You find you find some comfort in it because uh, I always mm-hmm. I when he get when he talks when he gets to the lines about being like found out like like I like this this like this isn't secret now but I'm gonna tell you I get you you gotta hear it before before he hears about it. I get so anxious. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I I don't know if I've I don't think I've ever been the other man, and uh, no one told me if I was. <laughs> <laughs> But I just I think it's just maybe the music more than the lyrics. But there's just something, you know, he's singing about it. And like, this is life. This is just a thing. And I think the comfort is that everybody has everyone is flawed. Yeah, you're going to feel, you know, it's it's unifying sort of uh, the appeal to me is this just a description of uh, a, a human condition, like a fact of. This is like a real experience, and yeah, uh, yeah. and it's nice. Kind of hits you, hits you in the feels, as hey, the tweens say. And uh, it, it, we've all been in one situation or another. But uh, we should get into, um, we should move away from these other men. So let's listen to a little of. Uh, this is off of Navy Blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is "Stand by Me." Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll stand by you. Ah, oh, ditto. What do you? What do you? Uh, so, what do you think of this one? What do you think of uh, this? Is off of Navy Blues. This is a uh, Patrick Pentland uh, giving it his all, dialing mm-hmm. it back, and giving it his all. Well, what do you? Wh- mm-hmm. wh- where does this one hit you? Okay, so Navy Blues. 
this is I would have been I was actually working at the co- same comic store I talked about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a couple years earlier when this came out. Yeah. And this if I think of any Sloan record that everybody had, it was Navy Blues. Like this right. I think if I you know, I would say this would have been their like number one album that everyone everyone in Halifax had. The posters were everywhere. I just remember seeing this in, like the constantly on the radio. This whole album, much music, was obviously playing the the videos. Like I feel like this was like Sloan fever at like the the highest pitch. Right. Um, uh, in my youth in 90, 98. So when I would pick my head up from listening to like underground rap, like company flow or something, and then like Sloan was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and funnily enough, I never owned this album, but oh. I definitely had a dub of it. And I have a copy of the CD now, but I don't remember ever buying it. So I'm pretty sure a friend <laughs> left it at my house somehow, like at some party or left it in my car. And it was just like, it's, I've, I've had it. So yeah. nice. it's definitely seen a lot of action in and out of cars, probably <laughs> just, you know, being a lone CD in the back seat, getting scratched up by belt buckles or whatever was on the floor and, you know, put in and out of miscellaneous cases you yeah, know yeah you, you open up you know my sister's backstreet boys cd and there's there's navy blues case. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it is how it was back then yeah the, the, physical the media case. shuffle yeah oh yeah uh so i never owned this but i knew this record because again like the this would be on all the time i think like many of us who grew up like you know if this was playing like when you're in like junior high or high school or something like this cd was everywhere yeah and this song i gotta say a couple things uh-huh. i kind of forgot about it when you yeah. first told me we were going to talk about this today i'm like oh wait which song is that and then i remembered i'm like oh yeah that was the song that was called stand by me and i was like even then as a kid i'm like there's already a big <laughs> song called stand by me there's a movie yeah like, with the kid barfing and everything like the everyone leeches. knows yep. yeah like why and I have this pet peeve. I've always had it for like band names, rapper names, uh-huh. song names. If someone's already used it, you don't don't use it. Come up with something new. And listen, I'm not going to fall <laughs> Sloan because, as we've discussed, they're amazing. Yeah. But Stand By Me is a pretty big song yeah. title. Oh, yeah. So I think I had as a as a music nerd, I was kind of like, you couldn't think of anything better than this title. And they added the yeah to be like, no, it's different. Um, <laughs> and again, I'm sorry. I don't if no, is listening. No. Sorry, guys, not to diss. The, the funny thing is, is that they know it. If you buy the Navy Blues box set, they actually tell a little story about how Jay Ferguson referred to it as uh, heard it through the grapevine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they know i mean oh yeah yeah, to, yeah 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 i'm sure they knew so they must it go. is pretty ballsy but i mean i mean those are the lyrics <laughs> yeah and it can't it's catchy you know what it reminds me of and what? i know this they predate is predates the shins it sounds like the opening kind of sounds like it could be a shin song do you, you like get the, that? the acoustic like, uh strumming yeah 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 kinda, maybe a little like, bit oh this because um, there's another rock band I like. I, I do like the Shins quite a bit. Um, but when I heard it, I'm like, oh, this is, I never noticed. Maybe this is why I like the Shins, because some of their riffs uh, sound like this. I like its quality. I know a lot of people really love this song. Uh, uh, but, you know, again, for the 10th time, I'll mention Money City Maniacs, which is like the huge pop jam that you can't escape. That is still a crazy hype song. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it has There's sirens so many, in it. Yeah, kind of loud. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah. I mean that, and that eclipsed also the, the more chill songs. Yeah, but that's also a Patrick Pentland song. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'll say that, like this wouldn't have, this didn't make my personal top ten, but uh, I saw them recently um, on the Navy Blues tour, and they played this song, uh, and I saw them twice on the tour. And I got to admit, every time they played it, I forgot the song was on the album. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they started playing into it, it was like settling back into the warmest, comfiest recliner, leather recliner, heated leather recliner with my feet up and <laughs> and and a, and a picture window in front of me of the most beautiful view in the world. I, I, I dig this jam so much. Nice. Yeah. Great. 
and I I love the I love the contrast. I love how this because Sloane is a four headed beast, right? They 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 all write and play and trade off, and uh, I just love the fact that the guy that 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 writes the you know uh, during this time period especially wrote a lot of their 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 number one singles or well not number one he wrote a lot of their 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 hit singles uh money city maniacs and if it feels good do it uh i love that patrick can just tone it down and just kind of play this little acoustical number and it's still i feel it feels cozy i feel i this is this song makes me feel safe (laughs) yeah this is like when the album has been stuck in the cd player and all the high school kids are hammered and people are starting to you know (laughs) People are passed out. Like the CD's just been on loop all night. Yeah. It comes on. You're like, oh, good. You know. Yeah. You'll remember. I'm like, I heard Money City Maniacs 30 times today. Yeah. But yeah. then uh, this comes on, and you're like, oh, okay, good. This is a nice reprieve. Um, yeah. Look, it's great song. Breather. Not my favorite. I don't think it would make my top ten. Uh, but, but I, yeah, yeah, I don't. I know if it would make mine either. Uh, but I mean, it made a lot of people's. It's on this list, and it beat out a lot of my favorite songs. A lot of my favorite songs Fantastic. did not make it, the list. I wonder if that is because a lot of people love and owned Navy Blues. So a lot yeah. of did many Navy Blues songs make the uh, top ten? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, every album was represented. Cool. And every album had, like, multiple tracks on it. So there, there wasn't uh, – I don't. Uh, Jamie's got all the stats. There wasn't one album that overarchingly like took the prize by like a long shot. There's definitely a peak and some peaks and valleys. Um, definitely favoring the early. Like I would draw the line here at like at Navy Blues and say between Twice Removed, Navy Blues, One Chord to Another. Those had. A lot of them, a lot of the, the, there was a spike in votes there for those three albums. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't out of the park. Um, but there, there is a lot of love for this album. It was and, a great album. Yeah. And, and international love too. When we, we talk about, like, Toronto was the same way when Navy Blues came out. Like, everyone was talking about it. It was everywhere. It was on, you know, people were picking up the chart magazine to get the flexi disc. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, it, it was it was um it wasn't the flexi disc. They were picking up chart to get the uh, the CD single of um, work cut out. Oh, and, that was back when they'd polybag them in your magazine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that polybag. <laughs> Add there's your added value. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was everywhere. I, and, uh, that, I mean, I was, I was in university, early university when it came out. And I remember a friend of mine, um, talking to Jay Ferguson, he was editing his final film project. He was talking to Jay Ferguson and while they were cutting together, I believe the video for Money City Maniacs. And he was like, can I use some slow music in my final project? And Jay was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And I, lo- I was a voice, and it was a cartoon. I was a voice, and I'd love to see it now. I don't know where it is, but oh man, I'd love to see a copy of that cartoon right now. Oh wow, cool, yeah. cool, cool guys. Um, now's the hard part. Before we get to the hard part, uh, let's talk a little bit about what it is to be an artist during a time when you can't perform. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's kind of sucks yeah. uh, i had to cancel a whole bunch of tour dates and i had a whole bunch of shows lined up but, but i mean listen all things considered i have nothing to complain about i'm you know i've got my health i got you know it's everyone is so hard hit right now that it's yeah. it seems it just is i you know you can't complain so i have been using the time to just write more and uh, if Very you know cool. if i'm not going to yeah so if i'm not going to be hitting the road and doing any touring or planning for any of that and also you know i've got a new baby so i've spent this time you know we have a five month old now and she's doing amazing but we've been in this little bubble you know so she hasn't been able to meet my family which that sucks yeah but we've you know we're we're doing great and uh and yeah i'm just 
I, I'm hopeful. I like uh, my friend Danny is in July Talk, and they're playing a concert at a drive-in, which I think oh, is wow. a brilliant way to do. Yeah, and I've, I always loved going to drive-ins for movies, so I mm-hmm. think that's going to be a, a a great possible venue to see music, and hopefully more drive-ins will equip themselves for uh, for live concerts. So I think that could be a cool thing coming out of this. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm optimistic that that things are going to be, you know, it's, it's this summer, it's kind of a write off, but, um, well, that's the thing. A lot of bands make their, uh, they make their bank in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, less than I more or less, and I run a regular show in Toronto, at Kensington market called the $5 rap show. And mm-hmm. this was our 10th anniversary. So oh. we were planning for our big 10th anniversary show, which 10 years of running these little underground music nights, we had, uh, built up quite a cool, uh, cool audience and a uh-huh. great roster of of acts that perform so yeah yeah but yeah i'm just looking at it as okay this is more time to just hunker down really work on writing new music mm-hmm. and uh, you know doing more podcasts be more creative uh just trying to just stay as busy and as sharp as possible um and yeah doing some live like i'm getting ready to do some live online performance stuff uh, in, oh, cool. the, in the weeks and months ahead. Yeah. So I haven't done that yet, but it, it, it's been really cool to see a lot of different bands and artists doing these live concerts. And of course, with all the other social and health issues going on in the uh-huh. world right now. And, you know, definitely, you know, if I didn't have a five month old and worried about pandemic, you know, I'd be, I'd be a lot more active doing some stuff right, right. now. And, uh, and I'm just I, I hope all this awful, all these awful things going on in the world. I really do hope they're gonna help us learn and and make the world a better place. Um, totally. But, but I digress. So I'm not gonna. You know, it sucks that I can't tour right now. But yeah. all things considered, it's you know I'll I'll take that L. No worries. Well, you did mention. Um, so one of the things I've been doing that, that I haven't been going out and seeing music. Something that I would probably be doing every summer. Uh, I've been taking some of that, uh, some of the money um, that I would be, have been doing, spending, you know, whatever on ticket prices, going in and, and kind of uh, beefing up my, beef, beefing up my physical media, because uh, that's nice. where the bands kind of make their coin, right? If they're not touring, then they make it off of the discs. They don't make it off of Spotify. They don't make no. it off of Apple Music. So um, you do, you mentioned Black Buffalo. Yeah, they have. They put out some my vinyl and uh, vinyl from great artists. And uh, you know, I'm still pressing CDs. Like, I oh just, wow, really? Space first, yeah, man. Space first dropped. Uh, you know, in last in fall 2019. Right. And I asked people before I did it because all my other albums have come out on CDs since you know the mid you know 2004 2005 to the present. Right. So I wanted to at least do a short run of CDs for myself because I liked, you know, uh-huh. I make my own album so I get free copies, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, and I asked people, I said, "Are do you still want CDs? And there was a resounding yes. So cool. I, yeah, so we made CDs and plus with the artwork and everything, right? Like vinyl right. and CDs, like I love CDs because I really grew up in that CD era and I, I love vinyl, of course, but, you know, CDs kind of like the best of both worlds because you can transport them mm-hmm. easier and uh, fit more on your shelf. And well, let me tell you, and you still get the artwork and, and lyrics books and stuff. Yeah. And let me tell you, cause I had, well, I was, so I, I was talking about that, uh, the 45, uh, the, the, the seven inch uh, murder records retrospective that they put out. Uh, it, it came with, it came as a book. It came as like a 45 sized book with with all the great artwork and everything but the download was digital and wouldn't you know it i can't remember what computer i loaded that download on to. oh yeah that's why i would i wish it had come with a cd or some sort of physical thing that i had could have popped into the back of the book or if i would thought it through to burn it but i didn't so you know it's nothing it's it's 10 bucks i'll go i'll download all the songs again it's there it's definitely worth it murder records is a great company uh and I don't mind throwing some money at them because, you know, yeah, I, yeah I'm not going to be spending it on, you know, whatever festivals coming through town. Uh, but it, I mean, I'm going to je- definitely go and I've, I've been meaning to kind of beef up my uh, 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 my uh, my Haligonian hip hop collection 
because uh, I do enjoy the the bands that you've recommended to me over the years. I have really enjoyed Tool Shed and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesse Dangerously. Did you get his album, The Library Steps? Oh, is that the, the latest one? That came out maybe a year or two ago. No, and, I don't uh, have Thesis that one yet. Was on there, yeah. Library Steps is is another great one, and yeah, like Jesse and I. Jesse'd be another great guy to talk to about Sloan because he actually played in a rock band as well called uh, Yeshi Thirteen. Oh, and uh, probably has some cool stories about. I know he he's a big Sloan fan as well. Interesting. And, and I kind of grew up in the same era. Of, of Halifax and uh, and definitely with music and stuff, we're longtime collaborators. So Jesse Dangerously, uh, another incredible artist, and that's really great though. Supporting the physicals, all you know, we yeah. all really appreciate that. So yeah, get yeah, the, get I, the T-shirt that you've always been meaning to buy, and never getting. Get the yeah, or even just go on Bandcamp. Bandcamp Fridays, what a great idea! One hundred percent to the great. artist. Yeah. Absolutely. So no, they, the Bandcamp stuff has been has been really great, and they they've allowed me because I branched out in 2013. I basically started my own label, mm. uh, and I've been handling it all. Like the last four albums, I've just put them out all out on my own, and and wow. having Bandcamp has been a great way to just be able to get you know merch to people on top of all the digital stuff. Which to your point about what computer did you download this off of with Bandcamp, you can just keep downloading. Right. Once you've bought it, it's always there. You just log into your Bandcamp account and you can download it to whatever device you're on, which I think is a is another good advantage to Bandcamp. But oh that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well learning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too old to learn something new. Uh but now, the hard part for everybody else out there, you guys have to vote on which of these two songs is going to go forward in oh. the Sloan selection. Let's just call it an experiment at this point. Uh, we've, we've Jamie, do, do and I have mapped this out, how long this is going to go on for. Going every week, it was going to go for a year and a half. But with everything else going on in the world, we've had a few setbacks. So uh, this this is a two-year experiment. And... If Sloan puts out an album before we're done, Jiminy Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> so what song do you want to see go forward? The Other Man? Or do you want to see uh, Stand By Me? Yeah. In the next round. Choice is yours. Vote on the Facebook page. Uh, while you're there, you have a Facebook page, do you not? I do. Yeah. Word Burglar. One word. Like Batman. Excellent. And wordburglar.com. Word burglar. Like people always get it wrong. Uh, you know, speaking of the marquee, I once played the marquee and uh, the uh, my name on the bill said Word Burger. <laughs> playing tonight. <laughs> you know, really, guys? Did you ever play and the moon? No, Misty Moon was long before my time. Yeah. I remember my parents getting us a babysitter because they went to go see a band or two or three at the Misty Moon. Wow. I feel like they saw Doug and the Slugs there. Right? Oh, man. Dad was really into Doug and the Slugs. <laughs> <laughs> so was my dad. <laughs> Deep cuts. Yeah. Deep cuts. Yeah. Oh, it, what, what, the, the, the basement bar at the Marquee. Was it? Oh, was it Hell's hell? Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Hell. God damn it. There we go. All right. Yep. Verify. Great venue. Do I get to vote? Oh, I guess we Abs- don't get to vote. Absolutely. You can vote. Everyone can vote. You just have to go. You, as long as you're a member of the uh, the Facebook, the Sloan Selection Podcast Facebook group, everyone is welcome. Come on in. We throw up the uh, – there's a Google document, a Google voting – there's a link to the voting page. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll always – always the most recent episode is always at the top of the page. Click on that. Do your vote. Tell us why you voted the way you voted because when we get to the next round, we're going to talk a little bit about what made it there and why it did. And uh, – yeah, have a good time with it. And uh, we're going to see you all next week. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's been a total pleasure. Thank you. And uh, I think you guys, are, you got a really great concept for a podcast here. So thank you honored, very much. Honored to be uh, on board. Excellent. And Jamie is uh, Jamie is, is equally thrilled that you were <laughs> joining us this yes, week as well. Yes, shout out Jamie. I have not seen that uh, human in a long time. So No, but you can go uh, and leave. Hope you're doing well, Jamie. He's got his Star Wars podcast. If you want to catch up on some, uh, some interesting speculative Star Wars alternate future. Uh, what? Star Wars but, Duel of the Fates. They took the Colin Trevorrow script and they read it out. And they're doing a nine-part series. 
It's on the Duvra podcast and such uh, website. Wow. Yeah, it's Ooh. quite. It's a full dramatization. Uh, our good friend Casey Lyons is doing the score for it. Oh, crazy! Yeah, I love Casey. I'll yeah. have to check that out. Yeah, check it out. Uh, and uh, oh, don't forget to check out all of uh, We're Burglars great stuff, and check us out next week on the Sloan Selection Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sloan Selection Podcast, a production of the Duver Podcasts and such. To connect with Jamie or Jeremy, send an email to info at thesloanselection.com. To vote for your favorite song in this episode or any other, follow us on Facebook or Twitter. To get a look at the entire racket, go to www.thesloanselection.com. And please don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The Duvra. Podcasts and such.